Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the year 2022 with the boys on the audio podcast, episode number 74. Happy New Year, everyone. Well, it's a bit of a lie. It's not, it's not New Year. It's for them, it is. The listeners? Yeah. But for us, it's not. Because We're speaking to people from the future, this from is the past. Christ- this is Christmas Eve. This is New Year's Eve. It's not Christmas Eve. It's New Year's but Eve. Cheers, brother. Cheers. To, uh, to a big year in podcasting mm. and a big year all around. Mm. So we're uh, we're having a little little drink, having a little whiskey. What are we drinking, Alex? Uh, Nika. Oh, Nika. It's very good. Yeah, it's very it's nice. Very good. It's very good. So Proud, proudly not sponsored by Nika whiskey yet. Uh, now, obviously, it's it is uh, New Year's Eve today. So I'm up here in beautiful Brisbane on uh, on a not so beautiful day. It's a bit rainy out there, mm. but that's all good. We won't let it dampen our spirits, but. Obviously, yeah, there's a lot to go through. 2021 is over. It's in the books. Yeah. It's gone. It's kaput. Let's all be honest. We, it's not what we thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it played out definitely a little bit differently to, I think, how just about every single person uh, in the world expected it to mm. go. Oh, some people had this plan. Some people knew what was going to happen. Yeah, a select few. Yeah, yeah, A yeah. select few very rich people now. Yeah. So what we thought we'd do today is we thought we would... Go back 12 months to the first ever New Year's show that we did, mm-hmm. and we went through some goals that we were planning to set ourselves for 2021. If back anyone then. wants to go back and watch that one, that was episode... Uh, I can't even remember now. It was, it, a year it was ago. the one that was at... Yeah, it's exactly 12 months ago. Yeah. I think it was on the 28th of December was that one that came out. Yep. So, maybe episode 21 off the top of my head, somewhere, somewhere in there, but... Uh, essentially, we had set some goals that we were hoping to achieve in 2021. Mm-hmm. So we thought we would go through and dissect how we went with those, if we stayed on course, if we didn't. Uh, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk about, and you, we sort of previously spoke about this just before the podcast, but I thought it might be nice to talk about some either highlights or lowlights from the year, mm. uh, both personally or in the world or politically or whatever it is you sure. want to discuss. I also thought it would be very pertinent, being that today is literally the last day of 2021, we have the most up-to-date figures on Australia's response to COVID-19, mm-hmm. and therefore we can accurately compare our performance this year in regards to case numbers and death with last year, so 2020, in regards to case numbers and death. And what's the difference between last year and this year? In, like, What was the stark difference between those two years? So the number one difference would be that in 2020, there was no vaccines available. Yep. And in 2021, there were three vaccines available in Australia, okay. which we were told to take to stop the spread, we'll, to be a good person and protect ourselves and the people around us. We'll circle back to that. We will circle back. So let's start out with the goals. So about 12 months ago, as we said, we had set some goals for ourselves for 2021 and as you were also saying, uh, 2021 kind of went a little bit differently to what I think a lot of people were expecting. So just wanted to briefly run through what those goals were and how we went. Um, my first goal was a fitness goal where I wanted to travel either walking or running 50 kilometers per week. Mm-hmm. That didn't happen. However, I will say that on year on year, my average steps did increase this year. And the reason why the I believe my goal wasn't achieved this year was because of lockdowns. 
when you know there was periods of time that we weren't allowed out of the house, or we'd get fined unless you were going out for one of the. What was it? One of the four. This is not a show about excuses. We do not make excuses about it. it, it Okay, so not achieved. Yeah, not, not achieved. Not done. But my average steps did increase by 200 steps per day this calendar year. Cool. That's something, I suppose. It is, it is something. It is, which is a progressive uptick from the year before, like 2019, I was 200 steps behind 2020. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm progressively moving in the right direction. Okay. And I have a feeling with my new employment that I currently have, it will be way higher yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> coming into next year. Okay, next So first goal, not achieved. The second goal was I... Well, we, we talked about tracking our weights. And I yeah. think that's something we can probably both briefly discuss because in that episode we did mention that we were going to get our DEXA scans and start out with our body composition scans. And, and start a, a health yeah. regime. And for that, 2021. For us, that's one of the biggest positives to the whole COVID situation mm. is it was really the kick in the ass for us to actually get our health in order. Yeah. Because we have neglected it for years because we you know, we traded our time for money yep. beforehand. And now COVID's really sort of brought our focus back around again. So we did start out the year by getting some DEXA scans. I was, what, like 34.7% body fat? I can't remember the number. It was very it, high. It was high. I, I keep trying to book one in, but getting caught up. So I will book one in early in the new year, hopefully in January sometime, and I'll report back. Obviously, you just recently had a scan. Mm. What's your body fat dropped by this year? Well, I put some back. Mm. but You're still down. I'm still down, yeah. Mm. yeah I'm still down. So my big takeaway is that I put on over five kilos of lean mass, mm-hmm. and I ended up losing 1.4 kilos of fat. Yeah. But I weigh 107 kilos. Yeah. And my goal, to add to it, my goal was to drop to 95. Mm-hmm. But that was before I knew how it all fits together and realised mm-hmm. that that 95 is not the number I should be chasing. It's the composition of the body. Yeah, yeah 100%. And that was a big learning experience for, for us and some other people who've uh, joined us in the fitness journey, like Liam. Mm. Uh it's Liam all... brained it. Liam went oh, from 36% body fat to 25. 25 or something. So yeah. 11% in one year. Absolutely yeah. killed it. Yeah. And he's doing it sustainably as well. Yeah. So shout out to Liam. Yeah. Cracking job, mate. But I think that's been a big learning experience for a lot of people this year is it is not just about what's on the scale. I remember when, when you got your two scans, the first two, and... Between those two scans, your weight stayed exactly the same. You'd been smashing yourself in the gym, eating yeah. a bit better. And if you had not gotten scans and just stood on the scale, you would have been really disheartened. But you ended up having, was it like a two kilo more Each way, mass yeah. and two kilo less fat? Yeah, and my pants were fitting worse. Mm. So that if, if, if I just looked at the scales or looked at the way that my clothes fit, mm-hmm. I would have given up. That was after six months. Yeah, but when I got the DEXA scan, I was like, "Oh wow, no, that's moved in the right direction." And yeah. then, and the other six months after that, I went and put like oh, like another or more than two kilos on mm-hmm. of mass after that, and uh, I do blame the Aldi Danish cookie run because <laughs> that did that did cook me, and I've cold turkey that. Yeah, remember last year what did me in was the fudge. was the fudge, which I've stayed away from you have, this year. You have, you have. Yeah, so I do know because one of my other things was I wanted to drink less alcohol, which I'm celebrating with a whiskey. I definitely drank way less oh, alcohol this too. year, like Heaps. out of sight difference. 
I'm definitely not snacking anywhere near as much as I used to. Yep. I'm going to be really interested to see what my body composition looks like because I've, I've definitely leaned out a little bit. I yep. wouldn't be surprised if I've lost a little bit of muscle mass too, though. Yep. Uh, but I will book in a scan ASAP. Yep, we'll and, see. Uh, and check that out. Uh, we'll go one for one. We'll yeah, one okay. One. Yep. Okay, so my... Look, I'll, I'll put it bluntly. I'll give you the one that I did do because I failed every other one, which was to remove some stinky debt from my, my business. Mm-hmm. So I had a really bad debt facility, which is now paid off, which is good. So my business is much healthier now than mm-hmm. it was before. That is the one that I can put a big tick on. Cool. Achieved. Achieved. You achieved something. Yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah, apart from that, I had some other small... Like, I, I'd said back then, and you actually uh, called me up on it, on the actual podcast itself, where I was going to set myself... We'll put a link here. Yeah. See if you can figure that out. Jason. Yeah. We, we probably won't it. put a link there, but <laughs> it's just easy to say. click the link. Just yeah. follow the link right yeah. here. Yeah, that, that link. That link. Yeah. Um, I was I was hoping to do daily goals based on health, wealth, uh, connecting with Amanda, growth for Nate, and also for fitness. Yep. And my plan was I was going to do one thing under each of those categories every single day and tick them off as I went. Now, I definitely didn't keep track of all that sort of stuff. Yep. 100% didn't. But what I will say is that if I compare myself today to myself 12 months ago, I eat far better mm-hmm. than I did 12 months ago. So way less alcohol, way less snacks. Uh, one of the best things about the new job is I 95% of the time take my lunch to work with me. Mm. So I only pack healthy stuff. Yep. I'm eating way more fruit than I used to. So it's yeah, definitely You're in a better place, yep. way better place. Wealth-wise, one of the goals I'd set was that I wanted to find $5,000 to buy the Bitcoin dip. Because oh, you yeah. made a prediction about Bitcoin yeah. back then. Now, I didn't quite find five grand. I found three, which I did invest in crypto. Yep. And throughout the year, my... So, obviously, crypto fluctuates. We all know that. The way that I'm looking at it is like a long-term uh, growth. Uh, like, I'm not looking to try to make a quick buck and pull it yeah, all out. You're not, you're not day trading it. It's No. So, what I'm essentially doing hobble. is I... I buy in when I think something is well priced. I set a price that it's going to auto sell at. If it sells, I just leave that money in the account, wait until it drops back again, buy in when it's lower and and do that. And I have accumulated far more coins in the last 12 months just by following that. Just on that that prediction, that Bitcoin prediction mm. that I made, was I right? Yes. So I will one day... For those are you listening, I'm putting the cheesiest smile on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah Warren Buffett, the moccasined investor. It was about 12 months ago that the price of Bitcoin dropped a little bit during this podcast, or the day before the podcast. I think it was like 32, 33 grand. Yeah, it's now $59,000. And it's now 59000 So it doubled in that time, which Alex did predict. So that's another prediction check for the idea podcast. As far as connecting, uh, connecting with Amanda goes... I've spent a lot more time at home this year, which has been mm. great. And also, we are expecting our second child uh, early it next year. It doesn't get more connected than that. It does not get more connected than that. Yuck. So, <laughs> that's it. No more. Uh, growth for Nate. Nate has just grown leaps and bounds in the last 12 months. And kids do anyway. Mm. Like toddlers do, young children do. It's so interesting to see 
him a year ago, like, he had no hair, he was still tiny, like, what he could do, now he's a boy. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, so, yeah, he's obviously definitely grown in the last 12 months. And I had fitness down as something that I wanted to really focus on for the year as well. And Amanda and I had planned on getting back into sports this year. Again, that was something that was derailed by COVID because yep. all the all the social sports were pretty much cancelled for the whole year. Yep. Uh, but I'm definitely, like, I got back into running later in the year, which I'm still trying to do sporadically when I can fit it in now around mm-hmm. work because obviously work is physical enough. Uh, so, yeah, overall, I would say... In regards to what I wanted to, like, probably not my set goals, but what I wanted to focus on this year, I'm going to give myself a tip. The idea is, yeah, yeah, you moved forward in all those aspects, yeah. but you maybe didn't check off each individual thing as it's written. Yeah. And yeah. that's, I think, there is an important lesson with that. Mm-hmm. So me, on the other hand, I did the opposite because the way that I, I was very definitive in my mm-hmm. uh, decision-making. Mm-hmm. I wanted to increase my stock holding to half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. I did not do that. Do I you wanted, know roughly what you're at? Uh, it's it's hard. One ninety. One ninety. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to have two full Bitcoin. Yep. And I was just trying to think. I'm close to the value. Mm-hmm. Close. Close. Yeah. But I don't. I wanted to formally own two Bitcoin, but I I, I was expecting a rise. I wasn't expecting it to hit like through the year. It hit in the eighty eighty five thousand dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to get my truck license because I thought I was going to have all this extra time. Mm-hmm. Didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to reach 95 kilos, which we spoke about before. So, yeah. now, yeah. I've got some big plans for next year. Before you get to that, we had some medium-term goals about the podcast. Oh. So, the podcast, we, believe it or not, once upon a time, we were only available on YouTube. Mm. And when we did this podcast 12 months ago, we were only on YouTube. So one of our medium-term goals was to get the audio sorted, which I think we've pretty much done, apart yep. from a couple of blips during the year, and get it put up onto the podcast apps, which we did do in January. So We be- just want to make mention, too, that we put a podcast up every week with our fail. Yeah, so even though there's been, obviously, a few weeks where I've had to bail out, mm. fortunately, we've had good guests, especially, like, shout-out to Liam again, yep. being able to sort of come in at the drop of the hat. Uh, we will get out content current content week in week out yep. in some way shape or form yep. so one thing about this time of year which has pissed me off about a lot of the content i normally listen to is it's all just mashups of the best of 2020 or 2021 yeah and it's all old content because everyone's gone and like i get it people on a holiday and that sort of stuff but if you're in media like just just tell us hey we're taking two weeks off don't just spew out old content or we're, bank a couple yeah, or yeah, bank a couple. Yeah. You could do that. But we're going to bring you new content week in, week out, and we did do that. We've done that every week since we started. We've never mm. missed a week. Mm. So we're 74 weeks straight now. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah, up on the audio apps, so big tick. We wanted to double the YouTube subscribers, subscribers by June, and in December last year, we had about 30 subscribers, and now we're sitting at 66. Okay, we doubled So it. we have doubled. Obviously, we would love a lot more. Yeah. We understand that the content we speak about means that we get handbraked by YouTube a yeah. lot. Uh, what is really interesting on Facebook is whenever we post anything that has a title about COVID or vaccines or any of the situation, it gets completely handbraked by Facebook. So it Jason might have... can see the metrics. He'll share like a, 
a, a video of his kid and it will get 80 impressions in, in you know, a couple of minutes. Yeah. And put the podcast, uh, share the podcast around and it yeah. gets five. Yeah, it'll get five in two weeks. Yeah. and it's So probably, people just aren't saying it. Yeah. So, and I understand that. One thing that we knew really, really early on is that Number one, we wanted to have our integrity. So we weren't going to be like a media platform that's going to sit here and just buy into the the lying that's happening in other media just to get supported by the major platforms. Yeah. We wanted to keep our integrity throughout this whole thing because I think at the end of the day, if you're, if you're a, a, a show or a service that gives people information week in, week out, it's got to be about getting the information right. And it's got to be about doing it from the right place, yep. rather than just selling out. Genuine and authentic, and we have been the whole time. We will be. Yeah, and we will continue to be forever. And whether like we've never turned a profit from this, there's there's no money being made from the audio yep. podcast at the moment. We would love for it to get to a point where we can, but we understand it's a really really slow burn mm. when you want to actually speak the truth about something, especially in the climate that we're in at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So. Doubling the YouTube subscribers by June. Big tip. tip. And that was really about it as far as podcast goals. We reached a couple of that milestone, that 1,000 downloads was nice. Yeah, so 1,000 downloads on the audio platforms, which we reached a few weeks ago. That was cool. I think we're over 5,000 views on YouTube so far. Yeah. So again, it is small, but it is building. Yeah, got to start uh, somewhere. Yeah, and guys, again, all of you who've stuck around for the last year yeah. and a half, we really want to thank you. Yeah. And... We wouldn't we wouldn't be able to do this stuff if it wasn't for you guys coming back every single week because yeah. we know we've got a core group of people who do tune in either by audio or on YouTube week in week out and we really really appreciate having you. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you got some goals for twenty twenty two? Yeah, I've got some big ones. Some big ones. I don't know whether I announce it now because I the the finer details haven't been. I'm expanding. Auto Bros will be expanding next year. I'll say mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, so that I've got expansion plans mm-hmm. in place. I'm just trying to get. And if there's something that Alex is good at, it's expanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that is the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, the fitness stuff. I haven't set like a definitive number yet. Mm-hmm. So I'll come back to you. I reckon by the next podcast, I'll have, I'll have thought of maybe the body fat percentage that I want to get to. Do you, do you know what I would like to do as far as a fitness goal goes? The challenge that everyone's waiting for that we haven't done yet? Oh, we, look, we can do that. We can do that for fun. I can rock up and do that tomorrow. Tally you up. <laughs> just, just for the record, Jason has been saying that. Except that the times that we'll like kind of semi-scheduled to do it, he was too sick. Yeah. Just, just so you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when you say you could just rock up any day and do it, that is hey, factually incorrect. This wasn't an immune system competition. <laughs> it's a fitness competition. <laughs> I would have won that. Uh, but no, as far as setting a goal on fitness, this is a goal I'd like to set. Like, just maintain your, your training schedule, whatever that may encompass, because obviously you've got trainers for the whole year. That um, is, a, is a given. That's yeah. not going to change. But I know that diet-wise, diet mm-hmm. I can... Be better, mm-hmm. so we get better. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And I suppose I, my challenge is I want to bring someone with me, like I, as in I want to, 
I want to pull someone out of the fat matrix yeah, okay. and and uh, help guide them on a, on a path. Like so, Liam has done it mm-hmm. uh, with a with a friend of his, and I really admire that. That is like the best to me. That's one of the best things that you could do is actually yeah, paying it forward. Give someone the motivation, invest some time and some effort into someone else to get yeah. in there. So yeah, and it's it's a gift, especially when it comes to your health and fitness. Like it's a gift. Mm. There's all those stories about how like you could have the billions and billions of dollars in the bank, but if you would ask some 65, 70-year-old fat bloke who's a billionaire, would he trade it all in to be fit and healthy and be able to actually enjoy his life? Mm. He'd probably trade it all in a day. So, yeah, yeah, giving someone the gift of being fit and healthy is is huge. Yeah. One of the things that I've really noticed in the last few weeks is just from working because it's such a physical job, how much my energy levels have raised. So in my old job, which is sitting in an office all day, every day pretty much, and just talking to people, by the time I got home, I wouldn't want to do anything around the house. Yeah. Now I get home, I've got all this energy, I play with Nate, I do, like, I've got so much more drive, yep. and it's just from being fitter and healthier again. Mm. So yeah, that'd be, that'd be a cool thing to do, bring mm. someone along with you for the ride. And everyone at home can do that too. Absolutely. And if you guys want to get involved because I, I had the fit fam going on instagram mm. for a while and obviously i jumped off a little bit when i went back to work but i'm still trying to get fit and if you go back 12 months i think we both look pretty different than we looked 12 months yeah. ago so fit fam get involved chuck in the comments what are you guys going to do what are your goals for 2022 if you want a if, if you're in brisbane in the brisbane area and you want to use wing fit next door that those guys are really switched on yeah they Empowered me to, like I'm I'm a little bit autonomous in in, in some regard. Like for example, oh I went three times this week, mm-hmm. even though it was a short week, bit of a silly season. You know the yep. the Christmas the Christmas stuff. I made it I made it happen, mm-hmm. and without some of the their their normal classes, they accommodated me, which is really really nice. Mm-hmm. But like now that I know what to do. In, in some aspects, yeah. I can be a little bit set and forget, which yeah. is good. But I'm pumped. I'm motivated. I want mm. to do it. I love the feeling of it. Yeah. It's great. And that's one of the, like, for me, that's one of the hardest things about anyone who wants to get into fitness is it's all well and good to go get a gym membership and go to the gym. But the majority of people have never trained before. They don't know how to train. Yeah. They don't know what to do. And it's actually mentally exhausting when you walk into a gym and you see all the equipment lined up and all these people doing their thing. And you're like... So what do I do? Yeah. Like, it's mentally exhausting just... And that that's what I think turns a lot of people off. So I think one of the things that's been fantastic for you this year is having that trainer who knows what he's doing. Yeah. Who has given you this foundation now, which if he, I don't know, went on a month holiday but said, hey, here's the keys to the gym, yeah, you could roll in and still still get your work in. Yeah. So... Now, I want to say this. There is something that is even more important about working out and I think it's stuck in a lot of people, probably not you, probably not me as much, but definitely, it's definitely a, a felt sentiment out there. When you walk into a gym and you're worried about what the other people think, oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I just want to say this, fuck them, Yeah. right? And I'll give you the tip, when they see you walk in, they're thinking, fuck that guy too, they don't care, mm. people don't care. If you... Th- if you're worried about people's perception of you, mm-hmm. especially when it's about doing something for you, mm-hmm. you need to understand everyone's on a different journey. Everyone starts at a different place. Everyone has strengths. Everyone has weaknesses. 
and whenever your journey starts, it starts now. If you have any feelings towards someone else to the negative, mm-hmm. fuck that person. Mm-hmm. Like, like, do not let that enter your mind. It has nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. And you thinking that they care, let me tell you, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. They nothing you. Yeah, no one cares. No one, ca- no one cares about anyone else about themselves. That, the, the person that you think you are embarrassed by mm-hmm. thinks that you're embarrassed by them. Mm-hmm. Every, everyone's, and this is not just a gym thing. This is life. Life. Everyone's is, too busy thinking of themselves. Yeah. Like, the biggest, the biggest lesson I want to teach anyone, and this is something that I'm going to be drumming into my kids, because life's, life's a trap. Yep. There, there are traps everywhere, and there are all these societal traps that everyone falls into. We fell into them we all, because we all get bred into this, this machine, like the Matrix, right? Mm. And it's full of all these pitfalls that are designed to have you fall into them to get a certain behavior out of you. So it's pitfalls like peer pressure, like you are saying. They want people to be intimidated by walking into the gym. So maybe they'll go and spring the money for a trainer. And then they want people to be intimidated because they're not wearing the right clothes. So your missus is going to go down to Lorna Jane and buy up the whole Lorna Jane store before she can even go to the gym because she needs to. And they want people to be insecure about what they then go and wear to the club that night because there's this new fashion trend out. So you have to go out and buy the latest fashion. And... They want you to be insecure about what car it is that you're driving to the club, mm. you know. So you need to go and finance a car that you can't afford because yeah. you, right? It's a trap. It's all a trap. It's a fucking trap. I had a chat with my boss, I don't know, a week or two ago, and he's like, "So are you enjoying the job? Because it's hard work." Yeah. And a lot of people come in, they try it out for a little while, and they just go, "This is this ain't me. Like yeah. I got to go." And he goes, "Do you still enjoying the the work?" And I'm like, "Mate, I love it." Like, it's hard, but I love it. And every time that I get to, like, there's usually, depending on what we're doing for the day, it's like two to three o'clock in the afternoon some days where I'm like, man, it's getting tough now. Yeah. Like, I think I said last week that the week beforehand, I had walked 50Ks in four days. Yeah. And I was doing stuff the whole time. So it's hard work. And, but I just think about, at that time, I'm like, just think about how ripped I'm going to be. Yeah. Like, just think about how ripped I'm going to be. And I just push through it. And... But yeah, so he goes, do you still like the job? I said, mate, I love it. It's perfect. It's everything that I need right now. It's physical. It's outdoors. I don't have to talk to people. And it's flexible around my family. It's literally all I was asking yeah. for. And he goes, but are you not worried that, you know, because you're just a gardener or landscaper or whatever? Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I couldn't care less. Like, I don't care what other people perceive by what I'm doing or my station in life. Yeah. I never have and I never will. Yeah, yeah. I just don't fucking care. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like you said, the only reason why anyone cares about what you're doing, if you're if you're doing something they perceive as below you, is because it makes them feel better about themselves. Yeah. But there's always someone above them that then makes them feel insecure again. Yeah. I couldn't care less. Yeah. Am I enjoying what I'm what I'm doing? Am I providing for the family? Like, are you moving forward? Is, yeah, is the thing. It's, it's, all, forward? it's all about and that's why that's why I want to really tie that to if if you are letting an external factor make you step backwards, you need to think, fuck that person. They but it's also it's they not mean nothing. always about well it depends what you classify moving forward as. So it's not always about moving forward. To me it's like a horses for courses thing. 
So I did the hard out work thing, work my ass off to make good money so I could buy the house and sort of set myself up financially so that when I had kids, I wouldn't have to work so hard. Yeah. Did that, check. Now I'm in this period where I've got one child who's about to turn two, I've got another one due in March, and I really enjoyed the fact that I was able to spend over yep. 12 months at home with Nate, it was amazing. And if I didn't have that financial buffer, I wouldn't have been able to do that. Or I could have, but it would have been a little yep. bit more skimped, I guess. Uh, but now it's like I'm in sort of a, a juggling phase where it's not about moving forward in career. It's yeah, about no, no, you're not thinking about it over. right. Move, you have moved forward hmm. because you've achieved the things that you want to achieve. You're yeah, getting things that you want to get. You've, you've been smart enough to go, hey, do I need a hundred grand a year and then uh, X amount of uh, uh, gym and diet and blah, blah, yeah. blah, or can I take less but, yeah. but roll three achievements into one thing. Yeah, that's right. Like every day I go that's to work, forward. I'm ticking two birds with one stone. Yeah. So I'm actually maximizing my time and it's giving me exactly what I want, which is as much time at home with the family as I that's can That's a move forward. Yeah. I don't mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That, so that is a move forward. But yeah, yeah, cool. If you, and, and I, I hear it all the time, like I wonder what they're thinking. I'll tell you what they're thinking. They're thinking about themselves. That's right. And they're thinking, oh, I wonder what that person's thinking yeah. about me. So you need to get rid of that. You need yeah. to get rid of that. And they're that, thinking like, oh, am I lifting enough weight? Everyone's going to think I'm a pussy. <laughs> like, yeah. Who cares? Stop Stop living your life based on what everyone else wants you to do. Because everyone is at a different stage of their journey. Yeah. And no one's done it before. Yeah. No one's ever lived a whole life before mm. and can then come back and tell you all the secrets to it. Yeah. When you're speaking, like, it's a really good thing to speak to old people because they do have a lot of experience, but also they sometimes have got a lot of regrets. Yeah. And sometimes instead of giving you good advice, they give you they project some of their regrets on yeah. you, right? But we all know there's only one piece of advice that anyone needs to be given right now. Buy Bitcoin. Did you, <laughs> did you see that thing I shared? It was like Christmas is mm-hmm. about getting new users onto the platform. Yeah, that's right. If you're not Do having... not let anyone change the subject. <laughs> Do you talk Bitcoin straight away? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or just listen to Rogan and Tim Dillon. Oh, yeah, it's great. And Tim Dillon allocated like half an hour just trying to convert Joe. Yeah, Do you own any digital assets? Even, even though he knows nothing about it. <laughs> gold. Yeah. Gold, gold. Brilliant. Gold. So, yeah, big, big lesson is live your life for you based on what makes you happy and what you need right now rather than living a life based on what you some perceived stupid thing that you think that someone else might yeah. be expecting you to do even though no one gives a shit and you are not what you own yes 100% so juicy stuff well I was thinking so 2021 mm. right year in review do you have any highlights or lowlights from the year I can say the lowlights is that I went to too many funerals last year yeah, low, that's a big point. The low lights. Yeah. And those people were way too young. Yep. And those the circumstances sucked so hard that that's mm. that was definitely the low light. Mm-hmm. The highlights for me would be Oh, my my fitness goals. Yep. Absolutely. Like just being I, I, I feel I'm definitely stronger than I've ever been in my entire life. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care. Like, 19-year-old me. Yeah. If I met 19-year-old me, I'd kick the shit out of that guy. Yeah. He was a bitch. Though. He was a bitch. But n- not a lot of fat on him. <laughs> also, not a, lot of, not a lot of muscle on him. 
yeah. sort of the fitness stuff. Not a lot of chutzpah on him either. Yeah. But, um, and I suppose financially, like business hasn't been great. Like mm-hmm. it's been a tough year in the car game just to navigate the, the you know, very low stock levels. Mm-hmm. But I'm going just fine. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm just fine. And I, no, I, okay. I want to say this, and this might sound super, super lame. I've, I've, I've been able to think of some amazing ideas mm-hmm. in 2021, which will be executed in 2022. That's I'll good. say that. Yeah, that's awesome. And I just want to say too, like shout out to you. You started a business at the beginning of the pandemic. And you're still running almost two years later. If I look, if this business runs as long as the pandemic does, I'll be fine. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're in it for a hot second. Because it's a song that never ends. Yeah, yeah. It, it's look, it's a big achievement. And look, business in general has sucked for the last two years. Mm. It's ridiculously difficult to run a business in the best of times. It's worse now. Right now, mm-hmm. two years in is the most volatile time in Queensland to be in business. Yeah, because you've got... Well, you've had zero financial support for almost 12 months. Yep. You've now got these... Well, you had the ridiculous QR code scanning. If someone tests positive as a casual contact, you have to dig clean your joint and shut it down for two weeks. Yeah. You've now got the ridiculous mandates where the unvaxxed aren't allowed in certain settings, which we will run through, like... I'm just going to say it. There is zero justification to mandate vaccines for literally any setting (laughs) because the vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID, does not stop you from spreading COVID. So there is zero, zero scientific basis for a mandate in literally any setting. I don't care if your job is breathing into the mouths of old people at the at the oldies home, having a vaccine mandate makes zero sense. Yeah, no sense. Let's jump into some numbers. Let's do it. Yeah, right? let's go hard. So I just wanted to do a comparison. Oh, can, can I make a challenge for you, for you for next year? Sure. You're not going to start every sentence on the podcast with the word "so." Oh, that's so backwards. Every time I say "us," it takes one back. Us in 2020. We had no vaccines. And the first cases of COVID hit Australia in what, March? I think it was March 2020? No, it was earlier than that. Maybe it was earlier. It was earlier than that because the vaccines came out in... No, 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 no. Vaccines were this year. I'm talking 2020, the year before. Ah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was about March because it was somewhere close to around when the Queensland state election was on. Yes, correct. I'm going to keep reminding everyone that Anastasia forced us to go out and vote her back in at the beginning of the pandemic with no vaccines and no idea how deadly this no disease mask. was. Remember remember back then, this, let's walk down memory lane, remember the videos that came out of China of the people just dropping dead in the streets? Yeah. So good. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, go and vote me in. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll so, keep you safe. Yeah, exactly. Next minute. Just, just not today. But I'll keep you safe in the future. Yeah. And yeah, next minute, keep you safe from living. So in 2020, we had no we vaccine. We didn't need to say so at the start of that one either. We'll start that at the end Fuck. of 2021. 20, yeah. In 2020, we had no vaccine. Cases, we had 28,408 total cases. Australia. In Australia. Okay. So this is Australia-wide, not state by state. Yep. Australia-wide. 
and there were 909 deaths Australia-wide in 2020. In 2021, the vaccines were available from February. And as you'll remember, because we've spoken about it a few times on the pod, there was a massive, like, uh, what's it called, drop-off in cases between October and February mm. because of the hot weather. Now, the vaccine was available from February. So this year, with the vaccine, which we're all told to take to protect ourselves and the vulnerable people around us, we have had... 366,656 <laughs> cases. <laughs> this is a joke. And, hey, it, hey, just trust the science, mate. Yeah. So, I'll, I'll repeat that. 366,656 cases. So, how many more cases than last year? 338,240 <laughs> more cases. Okay, okay, okay. And we've had 1,332 deaths. Okay. Which is an increase of 423 more deaths than the previous year. Yeah. Now, one might say, well, that's a sign that the vaccines are working because even though we've had a 1,290% increase in cases, the deaths have, have stayed relatively similar because it's only a 146% increase in deaths. Right. You might say that. Some might also say what we said almost 12 months ago, which was that in history the vast majority of respiratory viruses have mutated to become more transmissible and less deadly. And there has been a marked difference between alpha variant last year... Yep, which is a killer. Now, you know what? I don't even know if it was a killer. As it, much it was as a killer if you were 87 years old, yeah, had well, four comorbidities. Well, remember, the median age of death was 86 in 2020. I thought it was 87. I was like, quoted 87. Close. 86. But this is and the what, median age age of death without it? It was like Well no, the it was the median age of death was eighty six. The median age of infection was thirty three. Yeah. No 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 no. I'm talking about the median age of all cause deaths was eighty four or something, and at the time yeah. and COVID was eighty seven. Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So COVID deaths were outliving the normal life expectancy. Yeah. But one thing I wanna say, and one point I wanna I wanna continue to harp on about is the reason why the majority of those 909 people died in 2020 was because the health advice from the WHO was doing nothing. They got no treatment. Yeah. We only started really treating people with drugs and not just ventilators in like July last year. Yeah. And I think it was something like 700 and something people had died by that stage, like July, August last year. Yeah. Because we didn't treat anyone. And I was treating people on the hospital bed that were already like done, effectively done in. We did no early treatment. But we weren't even really treating people in hospital. The hospitals were just giving people like paracetamol and ibuprofen. And if they got really bad, whacking them on a, on a ventilator. Ventilator, yeah. So the majority of the, the deaths happened because they gave no treatment at all, even if you were hospitalized. Yeah. Then after that, they at least started treating people in hospital, but obviously then they just still didn't treat anyone who was at home to prevent them from going to hospital. And we're still there. Does that tie into that meme that I just read to you? Well, it's not a meme, it's an ad. Not an ad. It was, a, it was from a ABC Wide Bay. <laughs> More than 200 COVID cases in the Wide Bay area. So it's got the red light. Yeah. Because this is a tweet. Mm -hmm. Wide Bay Hospital and Health Service reports that at 6am this morning, December 30, they are caring for 217 positive COVID-19 patients across the Wide Bay. Mm -hmm. This includes one patient at Bundaberg Hospital and 216 in our virtual ward. 
A virtual ward means the patient is isolating at home and Queensland Health is monitoring their well-being. That's one. <laughs> you're looking after one in hospital. <laughs> when I first read virtual ward, I'm like, man, Metaverse is doing it. Yeah. Oh, like it's, Thank God for Zuckerberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got the Metaverse to take or, care of these patients. Or that there's already infections within the Metaverse. Oh, and I was yes. like, oh, that's not surprising. Yeah, well, there's going to be heaps of viruses in the Metaverse. Yeah. So that's an interesting study. We, we spoke about these last week. Active cases compared to hospitalizations. There is currently 138,597 active cases in Australia. That is an increase of 25,955 cases overnight. In it, hospital, that, those numbers are increasing like year on year, like Bitcoin is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, hospitalizations, there is currently 1,633 people in hospital. Oh, that must be overloaded. Now, get this. There's currently 41 people on ventilators. Mm-hmm. You remember a week ago, there was 50,000 active cases in the country, and there was 53 people on a ventilator. So the cases have increased by almost 100,000 in the last week, and the number of people on ventilators has gone down by 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but look, there could be a little bit of lag there maybe, or maybe not. Doubtful. Yeah. The, <laughs> the reality is this. Vaccines don't work, bro. They have, they have not done what we were promised they would do, by any stretch of the imagination. And one of the predictions that we said from the very, very, very beginning, and the reason why this, te- the the reason why this show has formed the way that it has, is because we knew that when you had a non-sterilizing vaccine, mm-hmm. and you were going to count. Cases were going to dictate your political policy. Mm-hmm. We knew this was going to be a shit show. Yeah. We've said it from day one, and we have been right every step of the way, except for I thought they were going to use rapid antigen at the start of December, just which is what I called. Mm. They've used it at the start of January. But if yeah. they did, they would have had a whole lot less fuck-ups. Which, which is really funny, because one thing that has become the hallmark of this pandemic for me and public policy in general is we are going to choose a narrative, we're going to push forward with that narrative and when it's not going the way we want it to, we're going to change the definitions of key factors to make it look like it's going the way we want it to. (laughs) So, So this is a really funny issue that the government has at the moment. The government has done a very successful job via nudge units and their television contacts in the last two years of convincing every single person in the country that cases matter. Mm. And that cases were the justification for every lockdown we've had. There wasn't deaths or hospitalizations. It was cases. Remember, flatten the curve. Mm -hmm. That's the case curve. Mm. Not the, like, obviously, hospitalization and death comes after the cases. But we were told, oh, we've got... Like, remember in Queensland? Zero COVID is what we were aiming for in Queensland. Yeah, well, that was the national policy. They were yeah. looking for COVID zero. Yeah. Remember, it was after State of Origin 2, there was like the five cases they found the day before, they still played the game, and then the day after they went into lockdown for two weeks because mm. of like six cases or something. Yeah. Cases, 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 so important. We've been checking in with QR codes for the past, almost, well, it'd be over 18 months now. So they've tracked every location that you've been to because we all checked in everywhere we go over the last 18 months, which was great when there was no cases of COVID. 
Now look what's happened this week. (laughs) As soon as we've gotten an even, like, minor amount of COVID cases in Queensland, Queensland Health's just gone, oh, fuck, the system can't keep up with this. We're just not going to contact trace anymore. There's too many sites. So why we, we don't have to, surely the QR code should come down. Well, apparently they're still mandatory. So even though there is zero COVID-based functional purpose to a QR code now because they're not really doing contact tracing anymore, they're still mandating the check-ins. Do you know why? Because it's training people to do what they're told. Mm. The same thing, like masks. We've had mask mandates. Look at the COVID cases skyrocketing. If the masks and the vaccines worked, there'd be no cases. Guess what? They don't work. They don't work. We've known these... Like, if anyone has seen the clip on... It went around the internet, like, 12 months ago, of the guy with the vape pen. He breathes in with a vape pen, puts a cloth mask on, and breathes out, and all the smoke just comes out everywhere. They don't do anything. But what I also like, too, is that in Queensland in particular, and I don't know if you've got those numbers handy, like, the case numbers handy... The unvaxxed, the unwashed have been locked out of that society. Mm. And the case is absolutely scorrotic, which is the same as what happened in New South Wales. Like, yeah. it's not crazy. To, like, there, there is no logic in this no. at all. And do you know what I love? Do you know what I love? Getting the health of, like, when the, the news crosses over to these health experts, these mm. epidemiologists, and they're just like, well, yeah, so, so, so we really think that, you know, the boosters now get a da 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 yeah. Like, they've got nothing. Every single it's prediction you guys the, have made has yeah. been wrong. Every single and, one. And not even wrong. The opposite of what you said. That's right. Not even close. Yeah. Not even close. Although, I'll, I'll give Brad Hazard credit where it's due. Brad Hazard did say that New South Wales would be at about 25,000 cases a day by January. And I think they're at about 18,000 last night. So he's, he's sort of right. Yeah, yeah. The only thing is, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. No one's dying. Yeah. Omicron ain't shit. We knew Omicron ain't shit. And now that the cases are spiralling out of control, now the government's saying the cases don't matter. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, the metric they've used to literally control your life for the last two years has completely gotten out of hand. So now they're saying cases don't matter. ScoMo literally came out and said yesterday after the National Cabinet meeting, if you've been to an exposure site but you don't have symptoms, don't go and get a PCR test. It is the polar opposite of what they told people to do every day for the last two years. They're literally telling people not to go and get tested. Do you know why? Because less testing means less cases and that means the vaccine rollout is working. Having seen some of the cues up in these testing sites and it's a it's a stat that I've made up, it means nothing, but I mm-hmm. wanted to kick on is how many melanoma have been caused mm-hmm. by people waiting inside uh, waiting in lines to get tested. Yeah. I saw a thing yesterday on the news that I think it was Queensland or North Queensland shut the testing facilities down because mm-hmm. the temperature was so was it it's Melbourne? Melbourne. Melbourne, because Melbourne's been like 38 degrees or something for the last couple of days. Obviously, yeah. if you've got nurses in there wearing full PPE. Full PPE. Oh, man. Shout out to nurses. Shout out. Cheers to nurses. Like, they have done They have done a crazy job <laughs> doing the dirty bullshit work mm-hmm. that the government has made them do on health advice that we're still not allowed to see. However, if you want to get real conspiracy theory-esque, so with the amount of money that the government has splashed on COVID over the last two years, could probably afford a couple of portable air conditioners. Oh, yeah. 
do you just close the testing facilities because cases are spiraling out of control and that looks politically bad? So if you have less people able to get tested, that means less positive tests, which means the numbers look better. Your consultant's just getting that Excel spreadsheet sent to them going, shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've already hit our max capita for the day. Shut it down. 100% dude. Yeah, yeah we've and, run out of tests. And what's interesting too is this, uh, I had a conversation with a friend of mine yesterday who is currently COVID positive. Because they went to a uh, a music like festival on the weekend. That's fully vaxxed though, right? You had to be fully vaxxed to get... Yeah. And everyone there is fully vaxxed, correct? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But how is that even possible? <laughs> well, it must be because they weren't wearing masks, maybe? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, Alex. Well, had they had their 15th booster shot? No, so they're not boosted yet. So... Oh, there, there you go, that's it. Yeah. It's easy. So... Open and shut, Clay Watson. <laughs> So anyway, they, like I was talking about it. Look, they're, they're feeling okay. They said the first day was a bit rough, but the second day, like, they feel way better. And Do you mean they were, they were like, sore for, like, a almost, of, almost a day? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, what was interesting was Same their as the adverse reactions that I've heard of. Well, I talked about the one I heard of today, which I'll circle yeah. back to. But they were saying that they, like, again, trying to get a PCR test, impossible yeah. because they're all all booked out but she had tested positive with a rapid antigen test and she was like yeah but the problem is the rapid antigen tests aren't accurate and I'm like it's interesting that that's your perception that yeah. they aren't accurate because ladies and gentlemen this is this is Jason's thoughts on the matter right there's no scientific basis well there is but I'm not going to explain all of it the only reason why rapid antigen tests have been called not accurate for the last 12 months, is because they don't detect as much COVID as the PCR test at 45 cycles that we've been using. So when the government's means to the end that they wanted was high case numbers, they have to use PCR tests and cycle them up way higher than what PCR tests are supposed to be cycled to, which is 28 cycles. 28 cycles is the number which will show you if you've generally got symptomatic disease. Yeah. Anything above 28, and it might be showing you that you had COVID six months ago, and there's another particle there, or that you had come under contact with someone with COVID, but you're not actually infected. For those that don't know, every time you cycle it, it amplifies whatever you were looking for exponentially. Like yeah. yeah. It doubles at every single cycle. So think about the, and we've gone through that that uh, exercise before but if you kept doubling everything that you, ha- you were finding between 28 and 45 that's what's that uh 28 and f- that's 17 more cycles mm. that's a lot more that you're going to find yeah so these rapid antigen tests the perception is oh they're not as accurate i think they're more accurate because i think they'll only find your they'll, they'll only be positive if you're sick and i'm like to her you're sick and you got a positive test. Sounds pretty accurate to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So it's so interesting. And this is why I think we've seen the shift in the government. Shut down testing facilities to make it too hard for people to get PCR results. And then start saying, oh, because of the strain on the testing facilities, that's why we're going to go to rapid antigen tests. All of a sudden, the rapid antigen test will find way less cases of COVID and the numbers will come down. Which is exactly why I said that it sh- they should have started at the 1st of December. Yeah. To free it up to get the, the feds looking good. Yeah. But I think Queensland's vaccine rate was still too low. 
I think they're still trying to push Queensland's vaccination rate up because <laughs> shout out to Queensland, we're never hitting 90%. <laughs> we're just not. What are we now? I think we're like 86%. Oh, I thought we would have kicked it in. No, no, we ain't. I'm feeling like we've, we've passed a threshold now. I actually know. Queensland is at... I thought we would have got 90. That's age bear by... No, we are at 85.1% double-dosed, age 12 plus. There was a study I saw a while... I don't know where it came from, but some numbers I saw a while ago, which were saying that they, they believe in Queensland. There's 11% of people that will just straight up never get the vaccine. Mm. And we're seeing that in the numbers because that... Like, we've been at 80-something percent... Like, but that's gone from 16 plus to 12 plus, so you've, you've added a cohort there. No, well, the, the 12, like, the actual numbers, even in the 12 plus, have barely moved yep. for two months. Right. I just don't think we're getting there. Is that because I reckon you could have injected saline solution and it would have done more? Yeah. Because it would have at least hydrated you well, instead no, of no. giving you myocarditis? No, because as they say, you're only fully vaccinated 14 days after your second shot because in that 14 days, your immune system shot to shit yeah. and you're more likely to get infected by anything in that period of time. Your story about the... Yeah, so I went to the doctors this morning with Nate because he was just having a bit of a bit of an elevated temperature. It's probably Omicron. He's fine. Uh, and I was sitting there at reception. This lady walks in. And she's like, I need an appointment. And the receptionist goes, okay, cool. Have you got any of these symptoms? Because I ask you if you've got any of the COVID symptoms whenever you come in. And she goes, no, I'm having an adverse reaction to the booster shot. And the receptionist's like, oh, oh, uh, you know, like what what sort of symptoms? Like how serious is it? And she goes, I've got really, I've had really bad pain behind my breast. The lymph node? Well, yeah, probably. uh, And radiating upwards. And it's been getting worse and worse. And what I found really interesting, number one, obviously... Can I, can I respond to it? Like, can I think, uh, say what I think the nurse said? That's how you can tell it's working. No, nah, well, that was a receptionist. The receptionist actually said, the nurse isn't here, so you're going to have to wait. Because this was first thing in the morning. Yeah. Now, I found that interesting in itself. You've got doctors. You've got someone who's come and presented saying they're having an adverse reaction to the vaccine. Why do they have to see a nurse, not a doctor? No, because the doctors can't work because of the mandates. <laughs> yeah. probably left but, but isn't that interesting yeah. like so so someone who comes in if I came in with COVID and they said you can't see a doctor you have to see a nurse that would seem strange well nurses do uh, for me nurses do all the real work anyway well yeah but a doctor's I job thought, is I to thought... diagnose the nurse's job is to treat is it not especially if I, I could see that maybe nurses would handle all the COVID ones and but a doctor should be seeing these adverse reactions ones so they can make the decision not to log them on the TGA adverse reactions Yeah. Well, I, I could be completely wrong here, but in my head... Put in, put in the comments, if, all, all the doctors that we have, the doctors and the nurses that yeah. we have, put in the comments, what's usually the procedure? How would... what At what point does a doctor get involved or a nurse get involved? In my head, in the experience I've had with going to the doctors, the doctor diagnoses you with something and if you need to get some sort of shot or like a tetanus shot or something like that they then make you go and sit outside the nurse's office and then you go and you get they do the actual treatment thing Mm. itself that's the experience i've had well the experience i've had with doctors is they just pull the target rules out and sit on the thing and read what's off it until you go fuck yourself (laughs) um yeah look i i just that tweaked with me is particularly strange why 
And especially when the nurse isn't there. Yeah. Because there's doctors available. So why would you not get this person to see a doctor who might diagnose what the actual issue is and then just make them wait to see a nurse? Can you update our chat group with the daily vax numbers? Because I'd be interested to see if it like completely stops now. Now that I feel like we've passed this threshold mm. where the fear's not working anymore when these cases are going yeah. up through the roof. And, and I'm still hearing some people in my network saying it. Yeah. But I think... The majority are like, hold on, I'm now triple vaxxed, I've been wearing a mask, and now what? Now I have yeah. to still get tested? Like, what has changed for yeah. the vaccinated people? Yeah, okay, like, the vaccinated people are the only ones in Queensland who are allowed to go to a restaurant. Guess what? I've been eating cafes, bro. <laughs> no one's asking. Yeah. Well, sorry, some are, but there's been plenty I of places. I haven't been out. I haven't been out. Like, I've had, I've, I've had coffees, yep. but I've not had sitting coffees anywhere, yep. and I haven't been out, and Tasha's been cooking all the time so right. I'm like in my head too I'm going well I'm getting healthier yeah I'm spending less money mm-hmm. and only like the businesses are suffering mm-hmm. which is not good yeah but in terms of like I'm better off yeah so you're helping me exactly. and meanwhile the cases just go and it's funny the places that I've eaten at it I've not gone in there going I'm intentionally trying to break the rules I've actually forgotten yeah. Because I haven't been watching as much news and stuff uh, like that, oftentimes it's been, oh, I need to grab lunch, or I'm just going to go and I'm going to eat here. And you just roll in, your you order at the front, you go and sit down or whatever, and I just haven't been asked. The Gold Coast is far more liberal with it than what Lucy, Brisbane is. Lucy. Yeah, Brisbane's yeah. really strict. You'll see people walking in 38 degree heat with the mask on walking by themselves. And Oh, that reminds me of a funny story, which I'll show you. And, and quadruple checking in just to make sure that... You know, yeah. the data's all... And then just trying to find someone to show that they'd checked in. Yeah, yeah. And I noticed a lot of people are showing off the green tick. Yeah. And I felt like saying, oh, you know, you're only a couple of days away from that being like a brown tick because yeah, you're, you're back in the doghouse. Welcome back to being unvaccinated. Yeah, you filthy animal. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, the Gold Coast has always been known to be way more loosey-goosey on everything than Brisbane. I think there's way more people that bang people with no rubbers on the Gold Coast than there is in Brisbane. Yeah, you, can tell, you can tell all those cheap housing developments that they're building. Yeah, yo. Yeah. But speaking of masks, I saw one of the most entertaining things I've seen the other day, which was I was actually pulling past one of the medical centres and I see this old man and he's got his mask on, he's walking towards the medical centre and he pulls a hanky out of his pocket and goes in massive, big blow straight into the hanky didn't realise he hadn't taken his mask off. Just filled it. He had just filled his mask with boogers. <laughs> it was the best thing. It was so funny. Well, I saw a funny one during the week too. I went to a supermarket mm. and there was a lady with like the proper, like the proper... Like the M95. Yeah. Actual mask that worked. Yeah, I think it was the same one that one of the Siths... No, like Darth Vader or something more. Right. And... You could clearly hear him breathing through his mask. Dish washing gloves. <laughs> dishwashing gloves right and there was a door a fridge door open yeah and the levels that she went like she closed it with her shoulder so that she wouldn't be yeah like to, okay so the mental illness that's come out of this yeah is far worse we, we've known for 12 far months worse. at least 12 months that COVID doesn't sit on surfaces yeah we've known that so she's clearly mentally ill now. Yeah. She still thinks that you have to wear gloves, you have to disinfect every surface, otherwise you're going to get COVID from touching anything. Yeah. It's a mental illness, yeah. 100%. And what's, I wonder what the mental illness case is. You know, you know are we... Are we um, uh, oh, okay, someone's not going to be criticised for making those decisions, but they should be. 
They absolutely should be. Like that fear level that's inside you, that yeah. that anxiety inside you is damaging your body mm-hmm. worse than what corona ever will. One of the biggest things that stuffs up your immune system is stress. Yeah. Like... That stress is worse than if you were in the coronavirus lab in Wuhan eating a bat salad. Mm-hmm. That is... That is not as bad as the stress that you're going to put on your body constantly if you're fearing every single... Mm. You annoyed me the other day. <clears throat> saw a meme getting shared around on social media. One of your mates shared it too. I'm not going to mention his name. And it was it was a, a meme about the England's team's performance in the Ashes. And they were saying that England... So this is in cricket, where Australia's just been obliterating England every game. And they were like, England's now like got the title for the worst use of a bat since Wuhan and that actually pissed me off because it's like it's like trying to bring in the like natural origin story again it's like trying to bring no, it no I didn't see it like that I didn't you see didn't? it like that because it's still it's still attached to bats yeah just, I guess they just missed the street number it wasn't the <laughs> it wasn't the wet market yeah. it was the coronavirus lab yeah that's right on the same street in Wuhan yeah that's so, true. and they were no, still they were still they were still fucking with bats yeah yeah and they shouldn't have been no. They shouldn't have been. Can everyone just leave the animals alone? Yeah. <laughs> just stop just stop sticking stuff in the animals. <laughs> like, have you got a have you got a long truncated story so I can go PV? A long truncated story. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that I could find one. So, okay. <clears throat> Let's talk about 2021. My year in review. Uh, my highlights for this year, I think honestly, would be uh, how the podcast has gone and how you guys have uh, kept following us along the way. Obviously, we haven't had the massive growth in the platform that we would love, but we've had a little bit of growth which has been sustainable and people have stuck around with us. So I've really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed all of the interactions from you guys as well. So obviously, we don't get a stack of comments because a lot of stuff that we talk about is not really PC to be speaking about in public. I will give you the assurance though, I think this stuff is almost over and I think within two, three months, it's going to be either completely forgotten about or it'll be normal to be going, hey, how much did we get completely lied to over the last two years? So it's not too far away until you can actually start leaving comments on YouTube and they'll stop banning people from it. So that's been a positive for me. I've really enjoyed being able to spend so much time at home with my son. Uh, I feel like Big silver lining for me from COVID has been, it was actually the kick in the ass that I needed to quit my job last year. I'm not sure if I would have quit, as at least as early as I did, if COVID had not come and sort of made the industry really, really difficult. So that has given me a gift, which I think will be invaluable for literally the rest of my life. And I'm, I'm so fortunate to have been able to do that. And I'll be fortunate again next year when obviously the next one comes and hopefully I can have a similar experience with uh, with the next kid. Oh look and now Alex is back from his PP so I can get away from the sappy stuff and go back <laughs> to talking shit. So one thing I did want to want to bring up and I want to discuss is again some of the the lies and bullshit that we have been fed for the last two years because there has been so many small bits of it that it's so easy to forget all of it. Yeah. One and, thing, and people need constant reminders. That's right. That's right. Because any... People have short memories. Absolutely. And, and, and politicians know that. Yeah. And the media knows that. One of the things that came out recently was the Dan Andrews government has been caught out again, lying again, about the QR codes and the privacy of that data. Now, there's... 
there's lying and there's spending taxpayer money going to court deliberately trying to seal information for five years so it can't come out, which is what they've done. Yeah. So where, where this lie comes from, they at, during the whole QR code rollout thing, the Dan Andrews government, and it's the same, it's the same everywhere yeah. as well. So it's just Victoria's been caught out. But I'm sure it's the same in every single state. Every single authority telling us to check in on these QR codes was claiming that it was on, your information was only to be used for health or contact tracing and no other third party could access it. So in a recent court case, that has been proven to be completely untrue. Not only is your information available to be accessed, now it is on a case-by-case basis via the courts, but the courts have been approving it, your information could be accessed by businesses that you've checked in at, it could be accessed by the police. Kind of makes sense. I half mm. cop that. But one... one I don't st- cop it. I don't cop the police one. Yeah, okay. Because, and I know, because the first, this happened last year. Right. Uh, no, this happened at the very inception of the uh, introduction of QR mm. codes, is they used that to convict yeah. someone. Yeah. And metadata is not a... Uh, <clears throat> Police don't know how to use it properly yet. Yeah. And it could be used more wrongfully than it can be rightfully. Well, see, that's the thing. I was thinking if I was a, a criminal, I'd just be using it to my advantage. So at the time that I committed a crime, I'd be having you at a cafe checking in with my phone. Yeah, it just... You know what I mean? I... I, I, I you either say it's going to be used for mm. everything. Yeah, or... or yeah. yeah, you just got to tell the truth. But the, one of the most interesting ones that has been proven it was accessed by was work cover. Yeah. And I found that very interesting because clearly that's just about work cover accessing to try to catch people out doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, Dan Andrews' government. So not only did they lie about it, but they spent your taxpayer dollars or Victorians' taxpayer dollars in a court case trying to seal those documents and not have them be released for five years. Like, think about the amount of things that are being sealed that we will never see. So just a brief reminder of some things I can think of off the top of my head. That court case. Australian government's Pfizer deal. We will never see the details of the contract. Which I believe, like, that contract's probably got all the commissions payable for the chief ministers when they hit certain targets. Which would line up with the fact that, don't forget, National Cabinet meetings, exempt from Freedom of Information Act requests. We will never see a word that's been uttered at one of these National Cabinet meetings. And how do I know that they're dodgy? Well, Dan Andrews was just away on holidays, and they've just had a National Cabinet meeting. He came back from his holiday because his acting Premier wasn't allowed to go, so he went to the meeting. So you know they're just as thick as thieves. There is just this group of people, it's our Chief Ministers in this country, sitting around going, how are we going to get these sales numbers up, bro? How are we going to get like? How are we going to explain away the Omicron shit? Yep. Oh, okay, let's let's change the definition of a close contact and switch to rapid antigen testing so right. we get less cases. What about the so health advice that we're not going to be able to see? The health advice. So you started with so again. Damn it! Down in Victoria, a few months ago, a court had ruled that they must release the health advice that they used to justify the initial lockdowns mm. from last year. The Dan Andrews government has been spending hundreds of thousands of taxpayer dollars fighting that in court to not release the documents. When this has been the play the entire pandemic, we're going to do this action. Why are we doing the action? It's based on the health advice. Can we see the health advice? No, nah, no, nah, you can't see it. 
That's been the play the whole time. And then it progressed to falling on the CHOs of every state to make mm-hmm. up this stuff. Oh, it's it, the chief. It's advice from the chief health officer. Yep. And then, as you picked up on, which I missed, then it turned away from them as they were getting more face time to top doctors. Yeah, that was the most recent one in Queensland. Top when, doctors. When they wanted to change their mind on something, they just consulted top doctors, unnamed. Yeah. And use that to justify their decision. Yeah. So that we will never see. You started with so again. Another thing in Queensland is the contract. So there's a private contract for the Wellcamp facility that is being built in Toowoomba. Oh, Wellcamp, I guess. Yeah. Which is a quarantine facility that won't be available until mid next year. Are we still going to need it, ladies and gentlemen? Hey, I call I that. So. I call that. Yeah, we called it months ago. Yeah. We haven't built any hospitals, but we are building two quarantine facilities. Well, we have fired more nurses than what will go in this facility (laughs) during a health pandemic. Mm -hmm. So, so Jesus, I'll blame the whiskey. Yeah, shouldn't. So we will never see the contract signed between the Queensland government and the the builder of that welcome facility. But I do know that there was one thing out of it which said. There was a clause that even if the facility never gets used, we still have to pay for it. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. There's the... Hotel quarantine? Isn't there something... I don't know if we know what the stipulation between for hotel quarantine is. That's an interesting... An interesting rabbit hole to go down because it's kind of... It's kind of real dodgy, but it's kind of not really worked out the way that I think they were hoping. It's really interesting when you look back into who the players are, who was involved in the, in the decisions that were made. Because one of the things that first came to my attention was who owns all the hotels that were handpicked to do the quarantine? Because these places being able to justify charging, what was it two or three thousand dollars? Three grand, yeah. Like, where's that justification coming from? Mm. It should be we've picked your hotel because it's I don't know convenient to the airport. We feel like you've got enough of an organisation to be able to run this program, so we're doing that. What is your normal weekly rate you would charge for these rooms? Because they're going to be full all the time. Yeah, book it out at that price. Book it out at that, and that's what it is. Yeah. I don't think these places were charging two or $3,000 a week, but it was a rort. How do you get those contracts? And where are those contracts? But I did see something recently too, that apparently there's, I don't know, I can't remember the percentages off the top of my head, but there's a massive amount of these hotel quarantine costs that remain unpaid. Yeah. I, I was only having a conversation with someone yesterday about it. Yeah. Which, hey, is the island a hotel? Is that a, quarant- is that a hotel quarantine? Yeah. <laughs> that's Mayor Tom Tate. He owns that one. Oh, does he own the yeah, island? Yeah, yeah. Is that why it's such a shithole? No, he just had a refurb. Oh, did it? has got a nice rooftop bar. Yeah, it's nice, cool. nice. Yeah, I used well, to work across from it. Well yeah. done, Tommy. Years ago, used to have the... Uh, uh, Calypso, no, what was the... It's like a bikini contest there once a year. It was good. I could see it from my office. Well, I'm going to make an assumption here. Based on Tom Tate's reaction to Anastasia Palaszczuk when it comes to the border opening and the quarantine stuff, it's not one of the quarantine yeah, yeah, yeah. facilities. Because <laughs> otherwise he'd be making an absolute fortune. Yeah. I just want to... What else hasn't been... What else hasn't been... Um, well, what else has been hidden from us? <clears throat> this... Oh, uh... uh proper um i i've said this before and you don't believe it because you're you read differently to me mm-hmm. but i think the way that the tga's data is laid out is not conducive to getting 
the right... Uh, it's not a fair and equitable way to log the data. Oh, we, we have no argument on that. It's definitely not. You even look at how that COVID life data is, is input. There's no... There's no risk stratification by age and sex where there needs to be. Mm. There's no... One of the things, and when I say that, you probably already noticed it anyway, but when I say this, it'll tweet with you next time you hear it, which will be on tonight's news. One thing that you will note is when the news does a report on fatalities, or even hospitalizations now, because there's not as many fatalities, they will tell you how many of them are unvaccinated. They will then say it is believed the other people have multiple comorbidities. They don't say this percentage is unvaccinated and they all have comorbidities as well. So what they do is they try to draw your attention to unvaccinated people either being in hospital or dying and then they try to excuse the vaccinated people for being in hospital because they just go, oh, it's believed they've all got comorbidities. The dying with and dying from is something that should have been... That's something that came up for me that really pissed me off yesterday. There was a news story that came out of South Australia that the South Australian Premier used in a press conference saying that a child who was two years old has died with COVID and it's the youngest person in this country to have died with COVID and they kept saying with COVID and he was like, obviously this has got to go to the coroner. We need to do an investigation to find out whether or not it was the cause of death. It is disgusting to politicise the death of a two-year-old child when you haven't even done the fucking investigation yet. And I guarantee you, when it comes out that COVID was not the cause of death, he won't be going out going, oh, guys, no, it's all cool, don't worry about it. They actually died because of X, Y, or Z. No retraction will be made. No retraction. It is just the spook thing. And what's interesting is that South Australia is just the second place that's gone and mandated the booster shot for healthcare workers. Yeah. So WA went first, South Australia's gone second. Yeah. And for what? For what? Like, what? what is the, the point? Have you, have you heard of the Netherlands? The, the Netherlands have ordered enough vaccines to have six yeah. per person. Well, that's the same as us, so we've got 100 million. Yeah, we've just not said since the beginning. Even though we ordered them since the beginning, we've not said since the beginning that yeah. they're all for us. Yeah. But they are all for us. We literally ordered enough shots yeah. to have six per person. And do you know what I find really fascinating about that time frame? What? So we've had three, we've had three shots in twelve months. Yeah, yeah. That leaves because what has the TGA just brought the time between shots to? Five. Uh uh-uh. Four. Four months. Yeah. UK's at three, so it'll no doubt go to three. Mm-hmm. So that means you can fit in three more shots next year. Mm-hmm. What happens in twenty twenty three? I don't know. The vaccine trial ends. Oh, they've sold all the units. That's right. Don't Vaccines mean. are still on trial in Australia until 2023. They are, remember, they are only provisionally approved. They are not fully approved. You need to put, you need to put something in the comments about that because that's that is a that's that's a juicy, juicy, juicy mm. thing that you've brought up. Yeah, something that we can all keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And you need to write something like that so people can hear yeah. that because that's very important. Yeah, because we've ordered... We ordered 150 million shots at the beginning of mm. the whole process. We have 25 million people in Australia. That's enough to give every single Australian six shots. Now, the argument at the beginning was kind of like... You could sort of justify it by saying, oh, Bill Gates' COVAX program. 
we've ordered heaps more than the two per person we need because then we'll donate them to the other countries. Yeah. We haven't done that at all. <laughs> the other thing that has come out about some of these Pfizer contracts that were leaked with the other countries that we saw months ago was that Pfizer actually gets to control what happens to the doses even after they're purchased. So Brazil, for example, their contract got leaked. Brazil's not allowed to accept donations. So they were lagging behind in the vaccine rollout. They were not allowed to accept vaccine doses uh, uh, being donated to them from other countries. They had to purchase them retail. They had to purchase them retail. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So even though we've bought these doses, Pfizer still controls on where oh. they're allowed to go and, and who's allowed to use them. And it's probably written in our contract too, but we're Absolutely. just not allowed to see it because yeah. redacted. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> oh, and I think on that note, have a ha- I'm, I'm, we've had a happy. Can, can I just bring up one more point before we sign off? Yeah. Ghislaine Maxwell's trial just finished. Yeah. Yeah. So she. You don't need to say so. Yeah, fuck me. She's been charged. Oh, sorry, convicted of five out of six charges. Yeah. Of like child sex yeah. trafficking and all that sort of stuff. We have seen zero press in Australia about the trial. Yeah. For a start. One thing that Tim Kennedy shared on his social media today, which I saw, the chief prosecutors or whatever the position is that that pursues people in in America, they, in the middle of Ghislaine Maxwell's trial, dropped the charges against the jail guards who were guarding Epstein in prison at the time that he died. Right. Right in the middle of the trial. Just dropped it. It'll be really interesting to see what happens with this trial because if I'm Ghislaine Maxwell, I've got the... Number one, she might get epstein hillary hillary because she's got so much information on so many people. Yeah. I'm sure she's smart enough to do like the... Was it John McAfee that had the the death switch or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That if she goes... I've still not seen the... Uh, I've been following that. I've still not seen the contents of his yeah. death switch. So, so she, maybe he's not dead. Maybe not. <laughs> Who knows? But it'll be really, really interesting to follow what actually happens in that trial. Be, or, or sorry, uh, post the trial. I'm sure she's going to appeal based on something. Her lawyers were trying to argue that they were just trying to put her on trial because Epstein was dead mm. and just try to pin everything on her. Not the fact that she's in the photos, like every bad photo that she's there. Yeah, yeah. And her parents were actually in the intelligence game beforehand yeah. too. So you know that there's like high up connections to a lot of very important people. And I and believe all the... The flight logs are being... Yeah, so that was a very interesting point out of it. The flight logs, which are a log of anyone who was on every one of Epstein's flights, they've been suppressed for like 90 years or something. And the the, the names that we do know that are on it are Bill Gates. Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump was on there once. He visited the island once, he said, and so they were all a bunch of weirdos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, they like they like them young. Yeah, yeah. He, he was the one who was like, um, no, uh, uh, Prince Andrew. Yeah, as Prince, Prince Andrew. Andrew. He likes them young. <laughs> yeah, that was a good impression. <laughs> so that's something that you should pay attention to because while all this COVID hysteria stuff's going on, one of the biggest child sex trafficking trials has gone on with relatively minimal media yeah. coverage. CNN has just had two producers get oh yeah get sacked because they're pedophiles. Yeah. And like you need to understand these are the people who are uh, collating the news for you to to hear. Yeah. 
So maybe there's a reason why these pedophiles might not want a pedophile trial being yeah. broadcast on TV. Because then it sort of brings attention to pedophiles. <laughs> right? Yeah. We gotta we gotta try to watch this space and I, I'm gonna keep my yeah, okay. my eye on it and I'll give you updates Before if that. I hear any because yeah, if if I if I had to make a guess, I think Jis Lane does a deal. One of one of two things happens. She gets Hillary Clinton yeah. in prison, or she does a deal because she's got dirt on X amount of people and she'll something will happen and she'll be either let off or disappear. Mm. So, watch this space. And on that note, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Thanks for joining us for 2021. Have a great 2022, and we'll see you next RDA.